0: What's up? This is Jonathan Smith, your host here at Shooting the Schmidt. We have an absolutely loaded show for you today. We're talking Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, and we're introducing something new called The List of Stupid. I know you're going to enjoy it. Here we go. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. That's all we talked about all week, which is totally fine by me. You know we love football here at Shooting the Schmidt. The Baltimore Ravens have put the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. And for those of you who don't know what that means, you may may by now. This happened, you know, a couple days ago. So maybe by now you have educated yourself on what the non-exclusive franchise tag means. But if you haven't, then let me quickly explain that to you. Now, first let me explain what the exclusive franchise tag is. The exclusive franchise tag locks the player you tagged into a one-year deal. So if the Ravens have put an exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, then whether Lamar liked it or not, he would have been playing for the Baltimore Ravens next year, making around $45 million, because that's the average salary for a quarterback right now. The non-exclusive tag is a little bit different. It places a tag on Lamar Jackson, but he has the freedom to discuss a deal with another team. Okay, And if he's offered a deal he likes, he can go sign the offer sheet. But then the Ravens then have five days to match the offer. If the Ravens don't match the offer, Lamar would sign with his new team, and, they, and then that new team would then send the Ravens two first-round picks. In addition to that, the non-exclusive franchise tag could potentially save the Ravens money. Because if no one offers Jackson any, anything... Then instead of having to pay Lamar Jackson forty five million dollars next year, they're only gonna have to pay him around thirty two and a half million dollars. That's that's twelve and a half million dollars. That's that's a whole other player. That's a whole other like that's a whole good receiver, right? Like that that is a lot of cap space to free up next year. And most of the time when tags are placed on players, they use this non exclusive tag, because teams don't want to give up two first-round picks for a linebacker or a running back or a wide receiver or, or whatever the position winds up being. But this is a quarterback. And not just a quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Not just one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but one of the most explosive athletes we have ever seen at the position. Lamar Jackson is a former MVP, who holds a record of forty-five and sixteen since entering the NFL? This is way riskier than doing a non-exclusive tag on that middle linebacker that you really like. This is way riskier than putting that non-exclusive franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. We've it's just we haven't seen something like this maybe ever—a quarterback of this caliber being available like this. And what you would have thought is that all these teams would come rushing to Lamar Jackson, picking up the phone, calling him, hey, you should come play for us. We've got all these guys, we've got these coaches who are really going to help you out, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And they're going to give all these reasons for as to why Lamar Jackson should come play with them. That's what I thought was going to happen, but I was wrong. The opposite has happened. Instead of teams at least quietly pursuing Lamar Jackson because I feel like a lot of times when teams pursue players it's often done quietly maybe from time to time they'll leak stuff like hey like we are in fact pursuing this player but that's not what's happening multiple teams have come out and said that they will not be pursuing a deal with Lamar Jackson in free agency and as of right now we don't know of anyone who wants to offer Lamar Jackson a deal which is just which is just crazy I don't I don't understand this. Okay, because there are teams out there like the Panthers and the Falcons and the Raiders and the Commanders who need a quarterback. They need a quarterback. The Raiders would rather pay Jared Stidham or a rookie quarterback than pay Lamar Jackson. The Panthers, Falcons, and Commanders all currently have the definition of a question mark at the quarterback position. They, they have the option of either playing a drafted rookie quarterback or playing a second-year quarterback who wasn't even drafted in the first round. None of them were even drafted in the second round. Yet, they, they want to play one of those guys rather than go get a 26-year-old Lamar Jackson who's in the prime of his career and is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. This makes no sense whatsoever. I get that teams don't want to give out a fully guaranteed contract and a physical sport to a guy like Lamar Jackson who runs around, but it's Lamar Jackson. He's in the prime of his career. Sign him to a four-year deal, whatever he wants, and you immediately give yourself a four-year window to go in the Super Bowl. Okay, and then at the end of the contract, he'll be 30, and you can reassess from there. How many hits has he taken? Has he gotten hurt a lot? you are able to reassess all those things. Okay, it is 100% worth two first round picks to land a quarterback who can immediately put you in a position to not only win your division but potentially win a Super Bowl. On top of that, like isn't isn't this what teams want? Like this isn't 2008 where teams want pro-style quarterbacks who just stand in the pocket. And throw dots all over the place. Okay, teams want mobile guys who can move around and can extend plays. Who does that better than Lamar Jackson? Okay, a guy who's rushed for over a thousand yards twice in his career and has also led the league in passing touchdowns before. This is a guy who can do both. Okay, the problem is he's so good with his legs that we take away from how well he throws the football. He was so much better at throwing the ball this year. He just looks better the way he stands in the pocket. He wasn't looking to escape the pocket as quickly as he could like he was earlier on in his career. Like, he's standing in there now delivering the ball on time and on target. The fact that nobody wants to at least talk to the guy. No one's called him. It's just, it's one of the most ridiculous things I think I've ever heard. It's absolutely insane. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to give you... My list of stupid. Cannot wait to do it. Cannot wait to get into it. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with more Shooting the Schmidt. This episode of Shooting the Schmidt is brought to you by Old Heads, Bobbleheads. Do you know an older gentleman who says things like, LeBron wouldn't survive in the 80s? Then this product is for them. We sell bobbleheads. Some of our best sellers include LeBron in a full body cast, Steph Curry in a wheelchair, and Larry Bird. Get yours today at oldheadsbobbleheads.com. And we're back with more shooting the Schmidt. Once again, the fact that no one, and I mean no one, wants to fork out the money to pay Lamar Jackson is insane. Okay, like the, from where I sit, if you don't have an elite quarterback or a young quarterback that you like, you should be all over Lamar Jackson. Now I present to you my list of stupid also known as my list of teams that should offer Lamar Jackson a contract the list of stupid includes the Atlanta Falcons the New York Jets the Las Vegas Raiders the Washington Commanders the Carolina Panthers and then a surprise team at the end that I will not call stupid if they do not pursue Lamar Jackson. Now, let's start back up at the top with excuse me. Let's start back up at the top with the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons haven't had a winning record since 2017. They hired Arthur Smith, an offensive minded head coach, was the former offensive coordinator with the Tennessee Titans. And have drafted on the offensive side of the ball heavily in these last two drafts. Kyle Pitts, Drake London. They've done everything, everything, to create a good offense in an offensive league. Which makes sense. This is what every single bad team should be doing. They should be pouring into the offensive side of the football. They've done everything that they're supposed to do, except for find a quarterback. They tried Marcus Mariota last year. Desmond Rader ended up playing some. They went 7-10. and 10. Now there's a guy in Lamar Jackson who's just sitting out there available for the taking. A guy who would thrive in Arthur Smith's system. A guy who would thrive with Kyle Pitts as his tight end. Yet, they don't want to pursue him. Ryan Tannehill was successful running the football from the quarterback position under Arthur Smith. Imagine. Just imagine with me what Lamar Jackson would do in this system. He would be he would be incredible. And they've got weapons. They have a, they have legit receivers for him to throw to, unlike Baltimore. They have everything in place offensively for Lamar Jackson to come in and elevate that team to win that division. Cause as of right now, I'm sorry. Desmond Ritter isn't winning that division. Okay, if you take Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, you know, with the 8th pick, they're not winning that division. They aren't. Go get Lamar Jackson. Be relevant. Okay? Like whenever we think of the Falcons, all that we think of is the Super Bowl where they blew the 28 to 3 lead and Michael Vick. Go get Lamar Jackson. Go be known for something good. Go be aggressive. Go get your quarterback of the future. That way, these these, these young, talented skills guys that you have can actually be productive. They should have been the first ones to call Lamar Jackson and try and figure out a deal. Number two on my list, the New York Jets. I know they want Aaron Rodgers. I get it. But if I was them, I would rather have Lamar Jackson. He's actually going to be cheaper than Rodgers, okay, because Rodgers is averaging like $60 million a year, and they're going to have him for longer. Okay, like they already have solid pieces on their offense. They, like the Falcons, just need a guy who can distribute the ball and make some plays with his legs. If Lamar Jackson went to the Jets today, today, they would immediately be the favorites to win the AFC East. Because that defense is legit and they have guys on the offensive side of the ball around Lamar Jackson who can really play. And yes, I do realize what I just said. Yes, I did just say that they would be the favorites to win the AFC East. I would pick them to win the AFC East over the Buffalo Bills if they went out and they added Lamar Jackson. Simple as that. Third on my list, the Las Vegas Raiders. They just need a quarterback. Okay, Josh McDaniels. It's a good offensive mind, okay, who definitely has the ability to figure out how to create a successful system around Lamar Jackson. That allows Lamar Jackson to do what he does best. On top of that, can we just imagine Lamar Jackson and Josh Jacobs in the backfield together? That's scary. Okay, we know Lamar loves throwing the ball to tight ends. Hello, Darren Waller. That's a match made in heaven. Okay, the skill positions match what Lamar needs around him. In a division, and here's the other thing for the Raiders. In a division with Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Justin Herbert. The Raiders need need a quarterback who can compete with those guys, and we know that Lamar can. We've seen him do it forty five and sixteen since the end of the league. Forty five and sixteen need need I say in in a tough division with Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and Cleveland, kind of. Cleveland's been kind of up and down. Okay, we have seen him win games. The Raiders should be on the phone yesterday trying to make sure that Lamar Jackson is in the black and silver going forward. Number four, the Washington Commanders. They just hired one of the best offensive coordinators in the NFL. Eric Biennemi needs a legit quarterback to do what they hired him to do. Okay. The The Commanders went eight games last year between Sam Howell, Carson Wentz, and Taylor Heineke. Let's plug Lamar Jackson into that offense. Okay, if you throw Lamar Jackson into that division, they immediately have the best quarterback in the division. Sorry, Jalen Hurts, but I'm 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 gonna take Lamar. I've just seen him do it a little bit longer than I've seen you do it. And spoiler alert, if you have the best quarterback in your division, then your chances of winning that division go up exponentially. On top of that, Washington can play defense. They've got dudes on the defensive side of the ball. They would win so many games. They would win that division if they just go get Lamar Jackson. But I guess teams care way too much about money rather than winning games. Number five, the Carolina Panthers. The only reason why Frank Reich is currently not the head coach of the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts is because the Colt, is because they failed to give him an average quarterback. Okay, the Panthers have an opportunity to give Frank Reich what he never had here in Indianapolis. And that's a legit quarterback. Frank Reich can coach. He won games with Carson Wentz. Okay? They have some weapons. The defense is young. They seem talented. If they added Lamar Jackson to the team, they would have a legit Super Bowl window to build in and around. You like you know like we've got 4 years or 5 years or however long the deal is to bring in guys for us to win a Super Bowl. Like we we've, we've got the quarterback. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, they they just hired they just ha- they have a new owner as well. Like you know that he wants to come in and win immediately. The fact that they have not at least called Lamar Jackson is insane to me. And finally, the sixth team that I think should pick up the phone and call Lamar Jackson. The team that I want. This is more of a want than a need thing. The team that I want to pick up the phone and call Lamar Jackson more than any other team. This, this team is very good. This team is not a part of the list of stupid. That's just the, the first five teams. This team, I just I, I want to see it so badly. The San Francisco 49ers should pick up the phone and call Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson playing for the 49ers would be incredible. Okay, I know that Brock Purdy was good last year, but let's be honest. He's not Lamar Jackson. The 49ers have been looking for for an elite quarterback since they hired Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan's been patient. They tried to develop Trey Lance. He can't stay healthy. Okay, He's dealt with Jimmy G and uh, Nick Mullins and all these guys that no one's ever heard of and aren't relevant until they step into that Kyle Shanahan system. The 49ers owe Shanahan an elite quarterback. They owe him one. Give Shanahan what he wants and what he deserves. Okay, if if the if the forty niners went and got Lamar Jackson, they would win the Super Bowl this next year. I don't know how they wouldn't be the favorite. That defense legit. Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, legit weapons on offense for Lamar Jackson to distribute the ball to. Christian McCaffrey. We're talking about Lamar Jackson and Josh Jacobs in the backup together, in the backfield together, how scary that would be. Christian McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson in the backfield together. Come on. If I was the 49ers, I I would pick up the phone. I'd give him however much money I could. Because man, they are they are a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl and they know it and they've been a quarterback away for a few years now. And this is an opportunity for them to go out and to grab that quarterback and say, NFL, we're here. We're coming. We are coming. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to be right back with our final segment. We're talking Daniel Jones and his deal. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with more Shooting the Schmidt. This episode is brought to you by Truthio. You know, if I hadn't sprained my pinky in kindergarten, I would have gone pro, says your five five hundred and pounds coworker, who you've only seen make one jump shot in the three years you've been playing pickup together. If you have a friend or coworker like this, you need Truthio. Truthio is the truth-telling version of Cameo. Truth.io hires random people to deliver anonymous messages to people about annoying habits they have. Maybe they're delusional about their athletic ability. Maybe your roommate doesn't do the dishes. Either way, truth.io is a direct way to let them know without having to tell them yourself. Download truth.io today. And we're back with more shooting the Schmidt. Daniel Jones signed a four year, $160 million deal. Only 82 of that is guaranteed. It's very important. And look, I'll be honest It's a lot. It's a lot of money for a guy who hasn't done a ton. Brian Dable came in and elevated him. And I think that that's part of why people don't like this deal. I think that we think it's more of a Brian Dable thing than it is a Daniel Jones thing. Which is fair. I think I'm I'm currently in that boat. But I don't want to sell Daniel Jones short of what he did last year. Because look you't have the best coach in the world but you still, you still have to be able to make the throws which Dan, which we saw Daniel Jones do and I want to be fair to Daniel Jones before I come on here and just you know rip him to shreds. his best receiver last year was Darius Slayton who didn't have who didn't pass 750 receiving yards on the year and the leader in touchdown touchdown receptions only had four Daniel Jones took this Giants team to the divisional round when his only legit offensive weapon was Saquon Barkley. Like, let's just... Let's be fair. Okay, he had no weapons on the outside. No good tight end. A a good offensive line. I I was impressed with how the offensive line played. But ultimately, ultimately, the weapons on the outside were lacking, to say the least. And because of that... I think that's why his numbers weren't insane last year, okay? Like, like his numbers weren't, you know, jump off the page, right? But his touchdown-to-interception ratio was 3-to-1. His quarterback rating was 92. And he did damage with his legs. He ran for 700 yards, seven touchdowns. The guy can play. And I think people are really hung up on this number of $160 million, which sounds like a lot of money because it is a lot of money, but only 82 of that's guaranteed, And when compared to the other quarterback contracts, it isn't that bad. So, hypothetically, let's say Daniel Jones hits every mark and he fully cashes in on that $160 million. Here is a list of the guys who yearly will be making more than Daniel Jones. Aaron Rodgers, as he should be. Russell Wilson, as he should be. Kyler Murray, as he should be. Deshaun Watson, we'll see. Patrick Mahomes, as he should be, and Josh Allen. All those guys you can say, and I would agree with, you can say that they're better than Daniel Jones and they should be making more money. Totally agree with that. The other guys who are also making $40 million a year would include Matthew Stafford and Dak Prescott. And the notable guys he's making more than. Derek Carr, who's at 37.5, not that big of a difference. Kirk Cousins at 35 and Jared Goff at 33-and-a-half. And then obviously there are guys like Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts who are still on their their rookie deals, and so they aren't making as much money yet. But once they get their extensions, they should be paid more than Daniel Jones. And when you look at this, and you look at the other quarterback contracts, I, I don't think that it's crazy that he got $40 million a year. Matthew Stafford had one good playoff run. Okay, and that, that year he had legit weapons and one of the best offensive minds in football in Sean McVay. And then and, and he won a Super Bowl, right? And then he got paid, as he should have. He won a Super Bowl, right? I don't care if, if Cooper Cup was amazing. Matthew Stafford played really well. He he turns the ball over a lot, but look, he won a Super Bowl. He deserves the forty million dollars a year. Sure. And then the other guy making forty million is Dak Prescott, who despite all the weapons, he's only managed two playoff wins. And he's 30, he's four years older than, than Daniel Jones. Like before we rip this deal to shreds and we say that the giants overpaid for Daniel Jones, first of all, there's always this scary like, what if the next guy we get is worse? Because that's very possible. It's very possible that the Giants could you know they could they could test their luck, they could go get somebody else, and they could just be not, not be as good. And then you're really in trouble because people don't love Daniel Jones. Imagine getting somebody worse than Daniel Jones. That would be a major, major issue. So, before we rip this deal to shreds, let's give us some time. Like, let's see Daniel Jones in this system another year. Let's see if the Giants actually go get legit receivers who can create space and are legit threats on the outside. Because they don't have that right now, and Daniel Jones was still good last year. Let's just wait and see what happens. That's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much. listening to today's show as I said I hope you enjoy it before I wrap up Jim Beheim retired Uh, he's number two all-time in college basketball wins at Syracuse he's only behind the great coach K wishing the best he's been a big part of college basketball just with all the interviews and final fours and a couple the couple championships that he's won so, congrats to Jim Beheim on a great career. I, I I know he's listening to the pod, so just just want him to hear that from me personally. So, that's going to do it here. I shoot in the Schmidt. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. Thank you so much to our sponsors. I hope you guys have a great day. I will be back again on Monday with another podcast for y'all. Hopefully, Eddie Garrison can show up. I've been teasing this for like a week now. We're going to get him on here at some point. Hopefully, you know, our, our schedules will line up here, here shortly, so... Once again, thank you all so much for listening, and I'll talk to you all again on Monday.